Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do. Lead and love your life. Hello, I am coming to you live from my closet <laughs> where I record pretty much everything because the acoustics are great. You don't need anything fancy. And you know what? Right now, I'm so glad that I know how to do things the no frills way because we are in the middle of a dramatic pause, a pregnant pause, if you will. <laughs> uh, I love that in sentences, by the way, the pregnant pause. And I'm laughing because I don't know about you, but the wheels have fallen off at my house. Both of my children are home. My son is five. My daughter will be eight on Friday. So we will be having a quarantine birthday party, making a cake, having a party with her friends online, doing a Zoom call just for her friends. Everybody's bringing a, a drawing or a poem to read to her because nobody can physically give her anything. Some of our neighbors have ordered things on Amazon for her, which I think is so sweet. And right now... My children are downstairs doing a, an alphabet scavenger hunt. And I got this idea from another friend <laughs> because we're all grasping at straws right now. And what does this have to do with this episode? So I want to talk to you about listening. And earlier this week, I published a blog post for my personal recipe for listening. And I'm, I'm posting it here. So if you go to the show notes, you can actually read that. But I wanted to go a little bit deeper with you because I want you to listen to everything that's happening around you right now. And one thing I was noticing this morning, first of all, I wanted when this whole, th the whole thing started, I wanted to plow through. So I'm an upholder. And I, if you know anything about upholders, if you haven't read The Four Tendencies, please read that book. I'm an upholder. Upholders are great, right? They're great with keeping schedules. They're regimented. They're committed. They're not flexible people. <laughs> and my daughter has been home from school. We're going into week two. So I'm homeschooling. And, you know, in the midst of this, we add my five-year-old son who's been at pre-K and all of a sudden is home with us. And my really inflexible self really was fighting this, right? This was last week. I'm not fighting it now, but last week I was fighting it because I have a schedule and I have a business and everything must run a certain way. And I'm laughing at this now because no, it doesn't. So what I did was I took a step back and I said, what do we as a family need right now? And what I realized was that meant I had to stop for a second and listen to what my children were telling me. And I don't necessarily mean words. I mean actions, right? Because I think your children, your family tells you a lot of things without using words. And what I realized was my daughter Stella is just like me. She is inflexible. She loves a routine. 
And so what I did by listening to this and understanding she needed to know what was happening next. And in this world of uncertainty where none of us really know much, I mean, every day we're getting a little more information. I feel like things are improving every day, but we still don't know, right? So what I realized she needed was certainty. And the only thing that I could do to add certainty was to create a schedule. And the best way to create a schedule was to look at my own schedule. What are the activities that I need to do daily? I'm still meeting with clients. That doesn't change. And I'm still writing resumes. I'm still creating LinkedIn profiles for folks. None of that changes. My group call with my Market Me group still happening on Fridays. None of that goes away, right? But now I have my children. So, and by the way, my daughter is doing schoolwork. So I created a schedule, one for me and one for her. She doesn't have email. So what I did, it made me think of Outlook when I was in corporate America and you could actually go into other people's calendars and see when they were busy, right? So that was when you would schedule a meeting. Well, that was born out of this. So this idea was, was inspired by my old days of, of being able to see other people's calendars. And I saw my daughter this morning do that. So she gets up, she reads it, and she's like, okay, she knows how to tell time because the times are on there. Okay, we have this amount of time, Mitch, she's telling her brother, to do these activities. And I have play scheduled in there because I don't know about you, but I don't want to sit for seven hours and do schoolwork. That does not work for my children. It doesn't work for people, any person. So I have she did some schoolwork this morning, and then she has an hour of free play. So she and her brother are doing this fun little scavenger hunt, basically to help him learn his letters. That's the point. But she's the teacher. She loves being in control. Very fun. But I realized she needed that. She needed that schedule to know exactly what was happening today. My son needs play, and he needs laughter. When it gets serious... He gets this scared look on his face. So we are trying very hard to not be serious, to have fun. And don't get me wrong. We have gotten on to him about, you know, don't pee in your pants because that's where we are with him. Um, he's lazy about that. But listening to what he needed was key. And the hardest thing for me being that plow through, do the thing, Listening was hard for me. It was something that I really wasn't doing well. And I'm a life coach, y'all. I should be I should be the master of this, right? And so that's why in my blog post I I talk about the skill that will make or break your career and it'll make or break your family. If you are not actively listening, and by the way, active listening is asking those questions, hearing what your children are worried about, struggling with. Last week, what I had to hear a lot was, we're going to have to cancel your birthday party. Are you okay? And the answer last week was, no, I am not okay, mama. And crying and understanding disappointment, embracing all that right now is huge for us. And for me, you know, I'm not saying that I hate when people say everything happens for a reason because it's like there are horrible things that happen in this world. And to say that to somebody is not always helpful. So I'm not going to say that because I know that there are people that are 
dying. There are people that are suffering right now, all sorts of terrible things, right? But for me and my family, what can I do differently? And so I've been doing a lot of cooking lately because, well, we can't really go out. I do recommend that you do some takeout. We've been doing that every few days uh, to keep our local businesses afloat as uh, most places are doing curbside or delivery, things like that. And I definitely recommend that to keep those businesses alive. But at the same time, we've been doing cooking at home. And my favorite thing about cooking as my upholder self, rule follower self is following a recipe. I'm not great at a recipe, meaning I usually, I can't bake because baking is very precise. It is like you follow this to the T and wow, not good at that. That's probably why I also failed chemistry the first time in college. That was not good. Uh, But I love cooking because you can read the directions and it might say a teaspoon of oregano. And I say to myself, well, I love oregano. I'm going to use a little more than that. And it turns out okay, right? Well, what I did was I created a recipe for listening. And this is in the blog post, but I want to talk about how In the blog post, I talk about mastering your career, but what I want to do now is talk about mastering your family because we are all leaders, right? And if you are a party of one, you live by yourself, how are you leading yourself right now? If you are married with no children or your children have moved out and did not come back, I know a lot of people's children have come back right now uh, from college and things like that, but if you are living just you and your spouse... That's really different too, right? Because how often are you face-to-face not going to, I'm thinking of my own parents, my dad loves projects. He's always puttering around the house, going to Lowe's, buying plants, fixing things. And my mom loves her little community of friends. They go to lunch together and They do all sorts of things together. She works out almost every single day at our local Y, which is closed. So she's kind of lost footing too, right? And so my parents are spending a lot more time together. My brother and his girlfriend, they're, you know, holed up in New York where things are a little bit scary right now, but they're not, they're not being scared, which is good. And then of course there's the world I'm living in, which is me, my husband, That's not even correct grammar, but you got me. And our two children in close proximity, meaning we can't buffer anything. We can buffer a little bit. My kids don't actually like TV. Lord help me. They don't like TV. What have I created? Uh, (laughs) So we've been watching some movies, but that lasts for like an hour and a day is like 12 hours and I'm still working. So how can I create what my kids need and still have sanity, right? So that is exactly what I did, and that's what I created for you. So the first step is to become curious. And I will tell you that is exactly what I did with both my children. What do you need? What what does your world normally look like? That's what I did with my daughter. What do you normally like? You know, I know you don't like school. What kid likes school? Some kids do. Um And I found out she misses riding the bus. She misses talking with her friends. And we ended up downloading Messenger Kids. It's a Facebook uh, 
messenger, but it's for kids. Everything has to go through me. I can see all the messages. I can literally answer them or whatever. And she has been video chatting with some of her friends. Again, not all day. She's doing this for maybe an hour out of the day. And let me just tell you, the day is long. So that has helped a little bit, just becoming curious about what it is she wanted. We have a local little park in our neighborhood, just in the neighborhood, and a family met up with us. We all stayed six feet apart from one another, and the kids played on the playground. I'm not saying that this is safe 100%. We were trying very hard to keep them together but far apart, uh, but they just needed that interaction. And my husband talking to the other dads, I could tell he needed the interaction as well. So become curious. What is it that your family may need? What do you not know about your family? Even asking them 20 questions. Um, another one is that and this is actually the next one, open-ended questions. So step two is asking open-ended questions. And in this, I actually give you uh, some conversation starters. There's a link in there. You can click on that. And what I think is fun, and I'm actually going to do this, is I'm going to take those conversation starters because there's some that are more business related and some that are more like family related. I'm going to print them out, cut them up and put them in a hat and play that with my children later today. Why? Because I think it could be interesting to see what their answers are. I'm always amazed uh, just the other night, it was brought up. I don't remember who brought it up. What do you want to be when you grow up? And by the way, my daughter said that she wanted to be <laughs> a trapeze artist, um, an animal doctor, and a knitter. <laughs> a professional knitter. I love it. My mother knits, and she's taught her how to knit, so I think that's where that came from. And I said, wouldn't it be really cool if you did all three together? <laughs> I don't know how you would care for animals on a trapeze while knitting, but, you know, it could happen. But these open-ended questions are so fun. They've created some really fun conversations in our house. And then finally, just listen. You know, I have learned I, I'm having a little bit of PTSD, and I mean that from I'm a doer, right? I've said this like four times already. I, I want to plow through things. And what I've learned is, and my husband and I were talking about this over the weekend, there is nothing to do, right? On the weekends, there wasn't because I didn't have clients. I didn't, my kids didn't have schoolwork. There is nothing to do. There is nowhere to be. Just sit. Don't rush anything. And listen. And we were sitting at the park. The kids were playing. And I happened to hear the birds and the wind rustling in the trees and things I hadn't noticed before. And my daughter and I found an ant pile and we watched an ant pile. It felt like 17 hours. I think it was like maybe three minutes. And it was so interesting. Have you ever looked at an ant pile? No, because you don't have time for that normally. Well, right now you do. It's raining today, so we're not doing that. But for me to close my mouth and open my ears, and know that that's okay. That's what we've been embracing. And I truly hope that you can do the same thing. I would love for you to email me. My email is emily.hawkins at emilyhawkins4u.com. I would love for you, and the four is a number four in the letter U. Uh, I would love for you to email me. 
What have been your aha moments in this time? What have been some really great lessons? You know, and I didn't even tell you about doing schoolwork with my daughter. What a gift that's been. I have very little patience. It's horrible. But again, what am I rushing, right? So I'm learning to float. And in this, I'm not doing the work for her. So hard for me, (laughs) as every parent would say. I'm listening to where she is. I'm listening to her ideas. I'm listening to her thought process. And I feel like this time has been such a gift. And nowhere again are we going to have this much time together where I am literally creating the schedule for every single person in my house. I'm creating that certainty out of nothing, right? And I'm laughing because that's what my son needs. And we're just, we're just making it work. And I want to finish with one thing because everyone has been asking me this. It's not related to listening necessarily. Although, I mean, I guess I could relate it to it, but so many people have asked me the million dollar question, what is going to happen to the job market? Okay. I first want to start with, if anybody has the answer to that, run away from that person. Because you know, I was saying I was creating certainty for my family. Here's what I will tell you about the job market. I don't know. I don't know when it's going to recover. I don't know when people are going to get let go. The company that I was working for before I left corporate America just furloughed a crap ton of people. That's a technical term. Did I know that was coming? No. Did any of us know that this pandemic was coming? No. Here's the thing that I can tell you, though. When things get hard, lean into them. So if you were thinking about looking for a job, what I would recommend is doing that. It doesn't mean, by the way, you're going to leave that job tomorrow, the the current job. It means you're going to take a moment, you're going to update that resume, you're going to update that LinkedIn profile, you're going to maybe look out there, go on some job boards, do some searches, see what's there, and click that apply button. Because that is what you can control. You cannot control a pandemic. You cannot control being furloughed. But you can control applying for roles. Is it going to take longer? Um, Yeah, it's going to take longer. There are companies hiring right now, but I can tell you that I know several people in HR and they told me we're still getting applications, but not as many. Mm, Sounds like an opportunity, y'all. If the world is on pause, why don't you take a step forward? Hmm? Why don't you think about yourself for a second and put on that oxygen mask? Do what makes sense for you. I think that's going to be incredibly important. So... I don't know what's going to happen in the job market, but I'm betting on you, the applicant. If you are applying and you're taking this seriously, then my friend, I commend you. And guess what? Every single month I do a webinar. And in the month of April, guess what I'm doing? That webinar. I'm not stopping. You guys need me more now than you've ever needed me. 
So why would I stop offering you things that you can, that can move your career forward? That, that would just be terrible. So I will be doing my webinar this month. We're going into April. It's still March. I will be doing my webinar. I will be holding my Market Me class as usual. You can sign up for that right now if you want and get going right now. Why? Because I think you need me now. I can create that certainty. I'm not saying that I can solve world hunger or anything, but I have a plan. And we can build out your resume, your LinkedIn profile, your polish those interview skills, get some negotiation tactics together. And I have a live Q&A call with that group this Friday. So if you want to jump on board, now's the time. If you go to the link in the show notes about Market Me, you'll find it. I'm going to put it at the top so you can easily find it. But I think that this is such a great time to listen. Listen to yourself. Listen to your family. Listen to your significant other. What are they maybe not saying, but you can feel it? Get curious. Ask those open-ended questions and listen. Have a great week. Did you love what you heard today and you want more? Sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. It's packed with tips and tricks to lead and love your life. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram by typing in Emily Hawkins, the number four, the letter U. I'll see you here next week.